Hello everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Whiskey Wednesdays. I'm here with my buddy John Jones. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about the history of whiskey and bourbon. Uh, he has brought with us today uh, Elijah Craig Small Batch uh, for us to uh, kind of, you know, uh, put in a, in a couple of snifters for us to, uh, to uh, you know, just just kind of have a smell and a taste. Uh, but uh, as we begin, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the history of uh, bourbon and whiskey in itself. So, John, go ahead and take it away. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> all right. So, bourbon whiskey is American-made whiskey. Um, <clears throat> bourbon whiskey, by law, has to be placed in new oak, new white oak barrels. Um, the char level ranges from a light char to a heavy char, you know, it's, it gets real technical from there, <clears throat> but, um, <clears throat> it has to be stored in, um, charred new white oak barrels, um, and it has to be at least 51% corn, <clears throat> so, you know, you can have a 75% corn, which is what Electric Craig is. You can have 51% corn, which is going to give you more of a, you know, wouldn't quite say a sour taste, but it's going to, you know, it's going to bring the sweetness down. You get a lot of sweetness out of a, a high corn uh, whiskey, <clears throat> which I have a high corn whiskey up there, which is actually really good. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll taste a, a, a variety of different uh, whiskeys that you have on your shelf there. <laughs> Folks, John has got a shelf of... I've got a piano <laughs> that has whiskey all over the top of it. He's got an old Thomas Saloon piano that's got... Uh, how many bottles do you have up there, John? Oh, God. Here we go. Oh, we've got one, uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22. 22. Is that including the Lafroy and your Bicentennial, your single barrel, and your Patron that you got up there? Yes, I do have Patron up here. Um, I do have a uh, um, apple brandy up here, which is phenomenal. And that was 52? Uh, huh? Did you say 52? No. No, what was the what was the count? God almighty. I mean, 24. 24, 22. That was it, 22. 22. There we go. 22. <clears throat> um, and I also is, have a... I also have a rum up here. This is really good. And d d <laughs> does does the the count of twenty two also include your infinity bottle that you're working yes, on? Yes, that's every bottle that's up on top of that, including your <clears throat> infinity bottle. So twenty two, including the infinity. Okay. Um, I have now, twenty whiskeys up there. <laughs> now, um, with the history of bourbon, it, it began in Bourbon County, Kentucky, correct? Um, technically, with um, Elijah Craig. What what? What Elijah Craig is accredited for is beginning bourbon. <clears throat> um, Elijah Craig was based in Bourbon County, Kentucky, which any whiskey that came from Bourbon County, Kentucky was considered was, bourbon. Was considered bourbon. It was called bourbon whiskey. Yes, because just like if it was made here in Bibb County, it would be Bibb whiskey. Exactly. It doesn't have quite the ring to it, though. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but yeah, if uh, where where it came from, it would be considered bourbon whiskey. Like Scotch, there's Isla whiskey, which comes from a small area um, southwest Scotland that is known as Isla. It's an it's a little island out there. Um, 
<clears throat> is that that that's where Lafroy comes from? That's where Lafroy comes <clears throat> from. Lafroy is an is an Isla. Uh, it's an Isla whiskey. S- single malt, I believe. Oh yeah, single malt Scotch um, whiskey. <clears throat> Lafroy ba- uh, makes their uh, makes their whiskey out of straight one hundred percent peat smoked barley. Right. No sugar added. No other. No other things. It is straight. Um, which is very different from the American whiskey like Elijah Craig that we have today. This is a bourbon whiskey. American whiskey right. is a totally different thing. Really? Yes. So bourbon <clears throat> whiskey, American whiskey, um, Isla, Scotch whiskey, mm-hmm. they're all completely different. <clears throat> yes. Um, American whiskey is any whiskey made in America. Bourbon, uh, or sorry, any whiskey can be an American whiskey. No, uh, you you can't uh, you can't make a bourbon into an American whiskey. Right. Bourbon is its own thing. Like right. I said, it has to be fifty one percent, or it has to be at least fifty one percent corn, and has to be stored in new white oak barrels. Can't use used white oak uh, white oak barrels. <clears throat> that being said, anything that's not made to those specifications but is still made in America <clears throat> is an American whiskey. Bourbon is an American whiskey, but not all American whiskey is bourbon. Right. So, you know, there's 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 a lot of companies coming out today. Um, there's a what's it, Fang and Feather in Texas, which is Fang and Feather. Fang and Feather. Hang on a second. Um, they're a they're a new distillery. Um, <clears throat> I follow them on uh, on YouTube. Uh, Whiskey Tribe. It's great. Is that me? Yeah, that was me. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, <clears throat> so they're 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 making you know they're they're trying to make new whiskeys and everything. Um, Whiskey tribe on YouTube, go for it. <clears throat> you will not be disappointed. Um, <clears throat> they're trying to you know come up with with different flavors and profiles and everything else um now john would it be all right if we poured a little bit of this uh elijah craig and had a little sniff and a taste of it go for it i've got to work here later so i can't have too much (laughs) all right so let's see if we can get this on on the uh... ah yeah man i tell you (laughs) that's the best sound ever it's an amazing sound i said all you want to do is just fill up the bottom right You are going to be drunk when you leave here. <laughs> you already can't put the cork in. That's, uh, that, that's the plan, John. We, we had a little bit before the show, guys. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, no, what, we, what happened was is we poured a, we poured two glasses, started talking and everything, and it didn't record. So. Yeah, so we were having to start over from scratch. <laughs> now, uh, earlier, John showed me a technique of getting all the different notes of whiskey, where you would put your hand over the snifter, tip it upside down, and bring it back. Uh, you would then rub your hands together vigorously until uh, the whiskey evaporated into your hands. You could then smell your hands and get the subtle notes uh, that are inside the whiskey and then go back to the glass and sniff it and you get a whole different profile uh, than if you just sniffed the whiskey by itself. It is amazing. Uh, and there is definitely a, a, a sweet, a hint of sweetness. You can keep your logic, Craig. I'm going for a frog. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a sweetness. There is, uh, you can definitely smell the, the white oak uh, in the Elijah Craig. Uh, 
Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey that we have here. There's a lot um, of sweet flavors that come out of it. Right. <clears throat> now, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Elijah Craig was actually a Baptist reverend. He was. Uh, um, from Bourbon County, Kentucky. He was. Um, <clears throat> so... So t tell me a little bit about the history of Elijah Craig and how that ties in with the, the beginnings of, of bourbon whiskey. <sighs> okay. So... <clears throat> So Elijah Craig, he was a um, he was a Baptist preacher back in the seventeen uh, hundreds, um, or eighteen hundreds, wasn't it? Something like that. I think it was eighteen hundreds. It was, was a hundred year difference here somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> but um, they they accredited him for um, for making you know beginning bourbon. Um, there's different there, there's different legends to it. How how he discovered um, the char. In a uh, in a barrel, <clears throat> yeah. So the, the the charring of barrels. What's what's one of the the theories so on that? One of the theories of the barrel char is there was a fire in the uh, uh, where they make the when they make the barrels the cooperage, and it charred the uh, it charred the barrels <clears throat> uh, with the whiskey inside, and it changed the it changed the flavor of the whiskey. Um, <clears throat> So that's that's one of the one of the ideas. The other one is that he he used to store uh, store his whiskey in um, sugar barrels, which were charred on the inside to preserve the to preserve the sugar and help draw the moisture out of the sugar. <clears throat> and he he enjoyed the flavor of that, and so he you know he kept going from there. But um, no one really knows actually how how bourbon whiskey became bourbon whiskey and how. The um how the the barrel char actually started was, was founded. Yeah, how how it actually started. But Elijah Craig is credited for being the first one to find that out. <clears throat> he is. So basically, Elijah Craig is the father of of Kentucky bourbon whiskey. In in theory and on paper, yes. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you know what they say: history is written by those who survive. This is true. Now, uh, Elijah Craig, this is the small batch Elijah Craig, uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It's 94 proof. Yes. 94 <clears throat> proof, which is 47% alcohol. Um, and like I said before, it's Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey has its own kind of uh, flavor and taste to it. Um, and, and depending on, you know, what kind of, not all whiskeys are the same. Uh, but the ones that are made specifically as bourbon whiskey or Canadian whiskey have their own kind of profiles yes. and their own kind and of builds. And actually there's laws uh, governing how each of these are made. So, right, the, the laws for <clears throat> Canadian whiskey is different from the laws for bourbon whiskey Definitely. or Irish whiskey. Definitely. Scot uh, Scotch whiskey, all right. Scotch whiskey has to be made in Scotland and has to be aged in used oak barrels for at least three years. They haven't. They have an age requirement on Scotch whiskey. Um, same thing for Irish whiskey. It has to be, you know, it has to be made in um, in Ireland, aged for a, a specific amount of time in used oak barrels. <clears throat> I don't. I don't. I'm. I'm not fluent on the laws of Japanese whiskey, so I can't exactly say for uh, for Japanese whiskey. Now, Japanese whiskey is a mixture of what again? It was. 
Um, it's shocky it's and bas- it's basically a blend of styles from Scotland and Japan. Um, actually, the distillers from Japan trained in Scotland. Back really? When, back when it first started. Um, <clears throat> so you you actually get a lot of Scotch notes out of a Japanese whiskey. Um, they then they then brought their craft back to Japan and modified it from there right to fit their their own flavor profile we've got to get our hands on some japanese whiskey john dude i want some (laughs) so bad uh if any of you out there know where we can get our hands on some japanese whiskey please uh send us a message uh or leave a comment uh and and let us know or better yet you can send it via ups but announce it as (laughs) olive oil or vinegar (laughs) don't say that you have whiskey in that box so you have olive oil or you have vinegar. And John, you've you've got quite a collection of whiskey up here that we're going to be uh reviewing over the uh, the next couple of uh next couple of weeks. Uh 22 bottles if I'm not mistaken, including your Infinity bottle that you're working on. 20 bottles of whiskey. Um 20 have, bottles of whiskey. I have one bottle of uh rum and one bottle of Patron up there, which we're not touching the Patron because that's the wife's. <laughs> <laughs> she will uh she will not enjoy that one much. Yeah, she's a, a, a tequila kind of person. That she is. <clears throat> That's what I love her for. <laughs> um, so, tell me a little bit more about uh, Elijah Craig. What what else do you know of of uh, of the company itself and how it's made? And <clears throat> so, Elijah Craig is just, uh, is made at the Heaven Hills Distillery. The Heaven Hills Distillery. Yes. And that's and, uh, in Kentucky. <clears throat> that is in Kentucky. Is that still in Bourbon Town or do you know? Uh, God. Or Bourbon County, rather. I, I really I really can't remember the um, the actual distillery. We'll have to location. look that up later and, and find out. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, it's made by Heaven Hills. A um, little, little story about Heaven Hills. They uh, they had their, their rick houses burned down um, several, several years ago. And um, it it took down t- took down six of their thirty four rick houses. Wow, that must have put a dent in their commerce. Yeah, it probably did. I I wasn't around at that time. <laughs> but um, could you imagine what a whiskey fire would look like? I've seen the video, and it looks, <laughs> it, it looks scarily amazing. <laughs> <laughs> scarily amazing. <laughs> being being a firefighter myself, I would hate to have to work on that fire. Oh man. Is it because it burned? It burned all six of them to the ground. It's it, it's basically a Molotov cocktail factory at that point. <laughs> it's it's six giant Molotov cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, um. Uh, and really, uh, another law for the uh, for the bourbon, it has to go in no higher than 128 proof. Now, as far as the different concentrations, there's different ways that they store it depending on. Where it's stored and how long it's stored. You said there's different uh, the top rack. Go into detail about that again. Okay, it's just like uh, say say you're in your house and everything. You go mm-hmm. up to the attic. It is hot as hell up in the attic. Right. You go into the crawl space. It's gonna be a lot cooler. Mm-hmm. The same the same thing goes for the rick houses. The rick house it's gonna be hotter in the top. And it's gonna be cooler in the bottom. It's gonna be warmer toward the toward the walls and the windows, and it's gonna be in the middle. Each now, barrel. rick houses is is where they store the whiskey in the barrels. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, it's it's going it's it's going to be different from um, from the outside to the inside. Um, barrels that are stored in the top are going to have a bigger percentage of loss from angel share 
than the ones in the bottom. Um, that's just due to the heat um, bringing, bringing the whiskey you know, into the wood. Now, what is angel share? Angel share is the loss of whiskey due to evaporation. Okay. That's so, I get it. That's, that's what the angels get. It's it evaporates and goes up and goes Now, okay. Jim Beam has a devil's cut. That is extracted from the wood of the barrel. Where it soaks into the wood in the barrel. Mm-hmm. They have a process that squeezes the, uh, squeezes the whiskey out of the barrel. Which I don't know the process, so I can't exactly say. I, so it's, I believe it's like a hydraulic press kind of thing. You roll it through, and it and it just squeezes it out like a lemon. So it, <sighs> it's basically stealing from the angel's cut, basically. No, it's a devil's share. <laughs> well, what angels, would be what would be angels, evaporated? Has... The angel's cut uh, is if is, is evaporated. The devil's cut is soaked into the wood. Do we? Do you have any devil's cuts? I do not. At this We're moment. gonna have to get some. We do, we do need to <laughs> we'll, get some. we'll do a review on on uh, the devil's cut. We need, we need to do uh, the straight Jim Beam. You know, um, we need to do the straight Jim Beam, the devil's cut, and um, and compare those two. That, right. That that would be that would be that an would interesting. Be a great, yeah. Great little show there. Um. So back to the the storing in the rick houses. Mm-hmm. So I'm higher more, up is hotter. Lower down is cooler. Towards the, close to the walls and windows would be warmer, and in right. the middle would be cooler. <clears throat> so like I said you're going to get a lot more angel share out of the top ones than you are on the bottom ones. Um, that's just due to you know evaporation. Right. Um, your your upper rick house barrels are going to have less liquid in them, but a higher concentration of the flavors and and whiskey that's in the barrel. Um, <clears throat> so. You know, I know with Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels single barrel whiskey comes out of the top of the rack house. <clears throat> so, you know, it's got all of its different flavors and components and everything that are much different from the ones in the lower lower areas of the rack house. <clears throat> I'm sure that's I'm sure it's almost the same thing with, you know, Elijah Craig's uh, single barrel. Right. <clears throat> I don't have another single barrel, unfortunately. Well, you you've got, uh, yeah, just the the Jack Daniel single barrel. Is yeah, the, I don't yeah. I don't have any black label old number seven. I used to. I got two or three bottles up there on the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> two or three used bottles, but I don't empty have bottles. Any. Yeah. Um. So, talk a little bit about the difference in, uh, the single barrel and the, the different variations of of how it's bottled and produced and and the differences there. <clears throat> so Elijah Craig makes three different bottlings you've got the small batch you've got barrel proof and you've got single barrel the small batch is uh you know various barrels from from around the uh the rick house that are then uh blended and then water is added to bring it down to 94 proof on that small batch the um the barrel proof is basically the same principle except they don't add water what comes out of the barrel uh, what, what comes out of the barrels is what proof it's bottled at so so un, untampered un, exactly. unwatered down <clears throat> it is not watered down and you know it is straight from the the blended of the barrels the blending of the barrels goes straight into a bottle. So do they blend barrels from, from different portions of the rickhouse? Yes, that, and that's that's where your master blenders come in. Um, you've got master distillers, master blenders, you know, 
all all of those people have the the tedious job of making that bottle right there taste just like the bottle from 20 years ago. Right. <clears throat> they have to take all these barrels and all these samples and everything and make make a whiskey that tastes exactly the same year in and year out. The same as it did hundreds of years ago. Exactly. And that is, that is the, incredible. That's one heck of a nose. <laughs> it is. It, um, it definitely <clears throat> is. Scotland's, um, uh, Scotland actually exports 90% of their whiskey that they export is blended whiskey. <clears throat> A little fun fact for you. Um, and, actually, and all those different whiskeys come from different distilleries. They don't all come from different rickhouses. They come from different distilleries. Really? So you ha- yeah. So you have, you know, some uh, some space side scotches. You have some Highland scotches, some Lowland scotches, and a little bit of Isla scotch thrown in there. Um, there's another one. There's another another scotch idea brand kind of thing area. That I can't quite remember. Now, um, talk uh, talk a little bit about single barrel. How is how is the single <clears throat> barrel made? Single barrel is exactly what it uh, what it says. It is a it is a barrel bottled. They take a barrel, they pour it out, and they bottle it. Now, is do they only pour it from the top rack, or is that any any barrel in the? I know that for um, for Jack Daniels, it comes out of the top of the rick house. I can't say the same thing for Elijah Craig. Um, but uh, but I, I would imagine that um, you know you you would have a much more interesting flavor. Out of the top, uh, the top of the Rick House, <clears throat> um, you're not gonna get a, uh, you're not gonna get a bottle of Jack Daniel's single barrel. That's gonna taste the same. Right, they're all gonna be different. It's all gonna be different. Now, with the construct of whiskeys, uh, do you know the the mix of Elijah Craig off the top of your head? <clears throat> do you remember um, that? It was seven. It's seventy five percent corn, thirteen um, percent rye, and twelve percent malted barley okay it's all it's all ground down mixed with um kentucky limestone water um and then fermented and distilled and what you get is new make elijah craig right which then goes into new charred oak barrels and is aged for a specific amount of time now what's so special about the kentucky <clears throat> creek water um it is high in calcium and low in iron it comes straight out of a cave. Really? <clears throat> mm-hmm. So, folks, if if your doctor tells you that uh, you're you're running low on calcium, go get you a bottle of Elijah Craig, and you'll be all right. Because <laughs> it's it's uh, got that Kentucky water, the tine <clears throat> calcium. I said every, uh, and the the big thing about it is everything to do with the whiskey comes from how it's made, fermented wise. You know, so your mash bill. Um, your your mash bill constitutes everything that's going into that bottle. Right. Um, a high a high rye will give you more spicy notes. You know, kind of like more, Knob Creek. More cinnamon kind of flavors. You know, more yeah. more more stuff's going to punch you right in the mouth. Yeah. Knob Creek is, <clears throat> is a is a rye whiskey that's got more of that spicy flavor to Knob it. Creek makes a rye whiskey. Right. <clears throat> um, they make a high rye whiskey. Um, there's a lot of other. Um, so. Um, 
the the high high end corn in your mash will give you a sweeter taste. Mm-hmm. High end rye gives you more of a spice taste. Mm-hmm. What about barley? That's that's more of a an ale taste, isn't it? It's well, a... see, <clears throat> a high high barley, from my experience, kind of just mellows it out. It it makes a damn good whiskey. Um, it's it's more of a <clears throat> mellow tone. Yeah. Not not really harsh. Yeah, it's it's still gonna have a, a residual sweetness, but you're gonna get a little bit a little bit more salt out of it. Um and depending on how your barley is is treated, you know, um, like with Lafroig, um, they smoke their barley with peat. Straight smoked peat barley. From from the bogs in Ireland, right? Scotland. Or Scotland, <clears throat> yeah. Um and I, and it's actually not even really bogs. Um it's it's their dirt. <clears throat> um, their dirt has so much vegetation, you know, decayed matter inside of it that they go out there with a with a, with a sod cutter, you know, throw uh, push it down to the ground and bring up a log of of peat, which is then dried and then used as their firewood, basically. Huh. <clears throat> they don't have many trees like we do around here, so they have to. Um, they have to improvise. <laughs> they have to imp- improvise, and actually, Pete burns very, very well. So let, let's talk a little bit about uh, the prohibition. Uh, that was back in was it nineteen twenty? Nineteen twenty. It lasted for thirteen years. Thirteen years. <clears throat> so we're we're coming up on the uh, on the centennial anniversary, the hundred year anniversary yeah, of of the uh, the prohibition. It's uh, twenty nineteen now. It'll be. Uh, 2020 will be 100 years. Those were some dark days. <laughs> dark days <clears throat> indeed. Um, but you mentioned there was one company that actually had a license to sell for medicinal purposes during the Prohibition. Which there, were, was, there were actually six companies that had a license during Prohibition. Old Forester was one of them. Um, I, I really love Old Forester. <clears throat> um, that's my that's my go-to. Do you um, have some Old Forester up there on I the... I do not, actually. We'll get some, and we'll do a review on that as well yeah, one I love, day in I love the Old Forester. Uh, Guys, Forrester we've, for we've got 22 time. bottles. <laughs> well, 20 that are whiskey. Mm-hmm. We've got 20 bottles to go over, so that's 20 weeks at least. Uh, and in the meantime, we'll definitely be buying some, some more to uh, to review and look we over. Can, we can definitely add to the, uh, uh, to the parade here. <clears throat> but, so um, Old Forester was one of those that during the Prohibition you could actually... Uh, get a prescription for yes um it's it's like weed today um if you have a prescription um you know if if you're in a state that allows that um it will uh they they would prescribe you alcohol it was actually how winston churchill drank his whiskey over here he had a uh, a a he had a traveling prescription (laughs) <laughs> Which me and you have actually tried the uh, Churchill's breakfast. Oh my goodness, you hated that. I I, I did not like it. <laughs> you hated that, John. You you was, actually it found it quite up. you found it quite delectable, didn't you? Which I'm I'm also a uh, a whiskey enthusiast, connoisseur, if you will. I wouldn't quite call myself a connoisseur, but I'm, I'm definitely an enthusiast. Um, there's a lot more people out there who know a lot more about whiskey than I do, but um, I. I I would definitely call myself an enthusiast. So during the prohibition, that's when moonshine really came out, and uh, that, that's, but that's moonshine when, has has further roots back, yeah, further it, than it the prohibition. Does. Talk um, a little bit about the the history of moonshine and how that came to be. So back in uh, let's see, I think back in the seventeen hundreds, 
uh, Scotland was at war with England. Um, England, of course, tried to take over the world. <clears throat> so, as they do. <laughs> as they do. So they tried to uh, they tried to take over Scotland and everything, and wound up winning. Uh, uh, wound up winning a war, <clears throat> and from there they began taxing the Scotch, which is what everybody winds up doing: tax the alcohol, which which, which formed the uh, angry alcoholics. <laughs> yes, the AAA of America. <laughs> yeah, the angry alcoholics of America taxing the whiskey. <laughs> But anyways, in the uh, in the Scotch history, um, when they started taxing them, the native Scot uh, Scots couldn't uh, couldn't keep up with the tax. So what they did was they went underground. They uh, they began making their own their own whiskey in portable stills that they could move around whenever the British Army came around to to keep under the radar exactly. and not be taxed for their product. And that and that that read, that led to a rise of um small small batch distilleries. <clears throat> um there used to be uh there used to be 116 distilleries across Scotland. Um and I think nowadays they're they're down to I think 35 something like that. It's a it's a much lower number. Um, Which moonshine is is mainly a uh, a corn mash. Oh, moonshine! High in corn, right? Moonshine in America is any any whiskey that is uh, that is made you know outside the law. Right. Um, technically, Old Smoky, you know, Triple X, you know, any any of your your moonshines that you get up in like say Tennessee, those are technically new make. It's not moonshine because it's not made under the cover of darkness, and it's not uh, it's not bootlegged out everywhere else. So that that's that's the American definition of moonshine. Which I actually had my great grandfather, who was also a Baptist uh, reverend. Gotta love them Baptists. Actually, made moonshine. <laughs> we, uh, we all have our roots. Uh, my my great grandfather <laughs> Hollis Hollis Lowry, he uh, he actually made uh, made moonshine. He made a variety of things, uh, moonshine, wine, all kinds of different things. Yeah, uh, well, we all have our roots. <laughs> yeah, he, he actually, he was, he was famous around this area, or at least around the, the West Blockton area, for his muscadine wine that he Ooh. made. Um, which I'm hoping in the future when uh, muscadines come back into season, we can grab a couple and, and make some muscadine wine I'm of our own. I want to make some muscadine wine. I want to make some muscadine mead. Which, folks, for those of you uh, who who don't know, John is is actually making uh, some different wines and meads. Uh, we've got a variety of flavors. He's a, he's actually got a a wine rack that has uh, two of his shelves of his wine rack completely filled with wines, uh, and he's working on doing some meads as we speak. So I've got two bottles of each mead that I've made so far. I've got a uh, raspberry, I've got a blackberry, and I've got a honey. You know, a straight, just a straight mead. It's a straight sack mead, um, which I uh, I make with um, Lavin um, uh, eleven eighteen yeast, which is fermentable up to eighteen to twenty percent. So let's let's talk a little bit about the different kinds of alcohol that are out there. There's there's just you know, whiskey. Is there a difference between just straight whiskey and bourbon? Bourbon is whiskey. 
So bourbon is whiskey. Yes. Um, the different whiskeys you have out there, you have American whiskey, you have um, bourbon whiskey, you have Canadian, you have Scotch, Irish, and Japanese. Um, there's actually a movement beginning in uh, in the UK, in you know, in England. Not well, let's say England, um, <clears throat> uh, Great Britain, of British whiskey. Uh, English whiskey, which is you know it's 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 starting to pick up over there. It hasn't quite made its way across the across the pond yet. Well, if it if it ever does make its way across the pond, we'll we'll take a taste test. Best believe I'm gonna taste test of it. I'm gonna try that and see if it if it tastes like shit. Well, that's kind of what we expect from the Brits. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, we so, should tax the hell out of it. Hey, there you go. <laughs> like they did with our fucking there we tea. Go. <laughs> um, so there is there's whiskey, of course. Then there is tequila, which is a Mexican. It's it's distilled from um, um, agave, uh, fermented agave. Really? Blue agave. You know, uh, where I work, they actually sell blue agave by the bottle. That's we could nectar. try. They, they 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 sell blue agave nectar. Okay. They actually take the leaves, uh, the agave leaves, and do it that way. So it's not the same. So you wouldn't be able to make. You wouldn't be able to make tequila out of out of agave it's a shame. nectar. It's a shame. We need to start growing agave plants. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, I don't think it's actually that hard. But you have to have a lot of, uh, uh, you have to have a lot of agave in order to. Um, make. So there's there's the whiskey. There's the tequila that's made from agave. Um, there's wine, which is made from fruit. Mm-hmm. It's fermented from fruit, and brandy is distilled wine. Okay, see, that's I didn't what, know that's that. That's what brandy is. Brandy is uh, based... So it's, 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 it's a wine with a higher proof, basically. No, it's, it's... You take wine and you distill it. Just like you take beer and distill it, you make whiskey. Okay. Whiskey is made from grains. Right. Brandy is made from wine. So, or, uh... Uh, Japanese whiskey is from um, a mixture of... Scotch whiskey uh, and sake. Yes. Um, which, Scotch whiskey is single malt barley, and sake is rice wine. <clears throat> so, you take those two and you make Japanese whiskey. Um, <clears throat> what is it? Cognac. Uh, that sounds Russian. Actually, cognac is... Um, is a, a certain brand of brandy. Um, well, it's a, it's a certain locality of brandy uh, in France, cognac, France. See, I would I would have thought it was Russian. Cognac no. sounds Russian. Vodka is Russian. Vodka is Russian. Now, now vodka. How is 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 that? There's two kinds of vodka. Actually, there's um, there's uh, whole corn vodka, which is basically your Everclear, and then there's potato. That's vodka. like your your 190 proof shit. Yeah, that's that's, that's basically Everclear. Um, and then you have um, you have potato vodka, which um, I think your Grey Goose is potato vodka. Um, of course, in in Russia, they always re- you know return back to their potato roots. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Ireland has more of a have more of a potato. Right? Root yeah. Than... <laughs> you you would think that that the the potato alcohol would come from Ireland, but no, it's actually the the Russians make no. the the potato alcohol. <laughs> Um, so there's, so we've talked about whiskey, bourbon, uh, we've talked about, uh, the, uh, the Irish and Scotch. 
mm-hmm. uh, scotch being the the peat made from peat. Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, your uh, tequila, which is made from agave, um, and there's your vodka that's made from either corn or potatoes. Mm-hmm. There's wine that is made from your fruits. Yeah. And then mead is made from honey. Yes. Now, is mead considered a? Is it? Is it considered like drinkable like an ale, or is it more to be taken like shots, like a whiskey or a no. bourbon? <laughs> I don't take shots anymore. I don't do shots. <laughs> shots are uh, shots are overrated. Um, I I sip all my stuff. Well, I um, just know like in in common. Or at least mead. modern day uh, representations of mead. You see, you know, the medieval people sitting around with with uh, tankards of mead. It's it's a it's a low uh, well I call it a low alcohol. Uh, what what what's the proof on most meads? Well, the proof ranges just like uh, it's it's actually measured in ABV. Uh, alcohol because, by volume. Because most of your your meads are below twenty percent. Right. Most of them are actually below fifteen percent. You have a, you have a few that are high gravity. So it is more of like an ale as far as alcohol content. It's it's a it's a it's a wine. Right. It's so 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 it's its, it's own type of wine. Yeah, it's it's fermented off of honey instead of fruit. So everything that goes into a mead, you can do the same thing with a wine. Okay. Um, getting off on a different subject on some of the other uh, alcohols that you have here. Um, I know you have a Centennial. Have, have we talked about that for, for this yet? Uh, not this segment. This um, segment, the, right. the Bicentennial uh, decanter I have. So tell us a little bit about your, your Bicentennial decanter that you have. So, uh, Just me and, for, for future reference on some future episodes <laughs> that we're going to be doing, guys. We me, uh, me and my wife's um, grandmother, we were talking one day about whiskey, and she was like, well, I think I have a, I think I have a decanter still up in here in the... Um, in the cabinet and she whips out this uh this american revolution bicentennial decanter um you know 1776 to 1976 it was bottled in 1976 and from what i could find on the internet the um the whiskey that went into it was a uh i think i want to say it was williford frazier that, that just came to me um i know i definitely know it was frazier but it was bottled at 12 years old. So it was made 12 years before 1976. So we count that. 12 it's, years plus what it, it's been since 1976. It's, it's 54 years yeah, old. 54 years old. Now, that does not go with the age. Um, whiskey doesn't age when it comes out of a barrel. Right. It stops aging after it exits. As soon the as it goes in a bottle, it's it's done aging. There's no more aging left. Now let, let's talk about how you managed to to get it out of that bottle. You had a little trouble getting it out of that uh, decanter. So, when she hands me the bottle, the the cork falls off. Right. The cork had broke off into the bar- into the bottle. Just dry rotted. Yeah. So it it hasn't it hadn't been opened in years. It has been sealed in that bottle for years. So, what uh, uh, what I did was I brought it home, um, reamed out the cork, and then, um, you know, of course, parts of the cork fell down into the into the bottle or into the decanter. So I filtered that stuff through a coffee filter, uh, and put it into a new uh, a new bottle, uh, one with a uh, with a plastic cork, a synthetic cork, and everything, so I could you know open it up as much as I please and not break off cork again. <laughs> 
But what come out of that bottle looked like straight non-carbonated Coca-Cola. <laughs> and it is black as tar. It is amazing. It's dark as my soul and it tastes like heaven. <laughs> <laughs> so um let me go over here and just kind of look at some of the uh different whiskeys that you have. So, just for future reference on some of the stuff that we have to taste here, we do have some Jack Daniels single barrel. We have the Bicentennial that he had just talked about. Uh, the Lafroy, which is a, uh, what's it called? An, an Isla? It's an Isla. Isla. Isla single malt scotch whiskey that we had talked about previously that's made from the peat of uh, Scotland. We have uh, Jack Daniels uh, Tennessee honey. We've got monkey shoulder. Uh, That's a space side scotch. It's a what? It's called a space side scotch. Space side scotch. It has a, it has a much more approachable flavor than Lafroyc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got Wild Turkey One Hundred and One, which is another Kentucky uh, straight bourbon whiskey like Elijah Craig. We've got uh, Oak Heart, which is a spiced rum, uh, an American dark. Uh, it's, it's aged in, um, in bourbon casks. Aged in bourbon casks. Uh huh. That's so gonna be. It's got a place on my, on my, uh, on my piano as well. We have uh, Four Roses Single Barrel, which is another Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, we've got uh, Maker's Mark Number Forty Six. Uh, Maker's Forty Six. Yeah, Maker's Forty Six. We've got Knob Creek, which is a straight white, straight rye whiskey. Uh, Bushmills Irish Honey. Uh, we've got his. Uh, Infinity bottle here. That's the infinity bottle. What is this one here? That one is a it's American uh, American single malt. An American single malt. Um, anything made in America, uh, you know, based on Scotch, you know, it's it can't be called Scotch because it wasn't made in Scotland. Um, so it's an American single malt because it was made just like Scotch is, but it's not made in Scotland. So it's an American single malt that was aged for I believe two years in smaller in smaller casks. I got that from a buddy of mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have American Wild Turkey, American Honey. Um, we have, good of course, old Jameson. Good old Jameson, man. Good old Jameson. Just straight up Irish whiskey, and then we have uh, Crown Royal Vanilla. Uh, that we're gonna try it. We are, we probably need to get a bottle of just straight Crown Royal to just to to see the roots of of the Canadian whiskey. Um, so that's the only Canadian whiskey I have up there, and it's the and it's of course the flavored one. Um, we'll we'll so have yeah. to we'll have to get a a bottle of just straight Crown Royal. Yeah, Crown Royal or that. Canadian Jack. Which some of you probably know, you know, a lot of these uh, as your your common quote unquote party drinks. <laughs> you know, the Crown Royal, the Jack Daniels. Um, however, some, some of the ones that I haven't tried yet, um, being the, the Oak Heart, uh, the Bushmills, uh, Irish Honey, I haven't tried that one yet. The, uh, the actual Bushmills, um, so the straight Bushmills is really good. My, uh, my, my Nana has some of that come around, um, um, St. Patrick's Day. For her Irish honey or for uh, Irish coffee, we'll have to do a special segment Ooh, for uh, my goodness for St. Patrick's Day. Oh yeah, um, it's going to be an Irish whiskey Wednesday. <laughs> and then we have also uh, Tennessee Applejack, uh, which is an apple brandy from Old Smoky uh, Distillery 
in uh, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which is uh, about a six-hour drive from us. No, it's uh, it's it's about five hours. Or five hours, yeah, give t- depending on traffic. <laughs> depending on traffic, and which way you take, actually. Um, but I, I am definitely looking forward to to going over all of these and trying them out. Um, I don't know. What do you think we should do next week, John? What's what's next week going to entail for uh, us? Well, I'm off next week, so uh, we can do whatever the hell we want to. <laughs> uh, what are you looking forward to the most for reviewing for our next? We, we've kind of reviewed uh, Elijah Craig with the the history and the beginnings of uh, bourbon whiskey. Uh, we can, continuing we can, on with that. We can stick to the bourbons for right now. Um, we might grab that Maker's 46 next go-around. Maker's 46 sounds yeah, good. Because I, I, haven't, I haven't actually d- dived into that bottle very well yet. So we, we might just do that. Yeah, it, it looks fairly full. As well as the, um, what was this one again? Um, that was the American Single Malt. American Single Malt. You haven't dived, you, I don't think you've taken any out of this. Actually, I have. Uh, I, I, got a, uh, I got an entire um, two-quart mason jar full, and I just put it in a bottle. Okay. <laughs> so so you, I, I, had, I had a little bit left. You, you had a little much. bit. Yeah. I had about... I don't know four out four or five ounces left over. So yeah. So so next week we'll take a look at Maker's Forty Six then. Mm-hmm. Maker's Forty Six. Uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll do a review on that and talk about the uh, the history of that company and and uh, their uprising and and how they uh, brought forth uh, their company. Mm-hmm. And uh, many and more to that's come. All, that's all Maker's Mark. Yeah, Maker's so. Mark. That's just one of their more premium weapons. Right. Which I don't have very much uh, experience with Maker's Mark. I haven't mm-hmm. uh, haven't tried a lot of their products. Um, and eventually later on, we'll uh, after we finish all of our whiskeys up here on the uh, old saloon piano <laughs> that you've converted into a uh, a whiskey rack, we'll uh, I, I want to go into some of the stuff that you're making after we finished all of our whiskeys here. Uh, I want to go into. Um, you know some of your wines and some of your mees that you've been making, um, and we'll uh, we'll go forward in that. But guys, I think that's going to wrap it up for this uh, this segment here on uh, Whiskey Wednesdays with John Jones. Uh, thank you guys all for tuning in and watching. Again, if you have any comments, uh, any questions, feel free to send in uh, send in those to us and let us know what you think about this episode. Uh, and we will get back to you next week for uh, next week's Wednesday, uh, Whiskey Wednesdays. We'll see you guys then. Well, have a good one.